0: Hey, I'm Pat B. Adable is out, but we still have a full compliment of nerdism here on The Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Mm. You know what I like? I like having a room full of people I know. Y'all here, let's come for partying down. I look to the corner and say, oh my God, (coughs) who is that? (laughs) Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. I look around the table of friendly faces in the corner. We have an interloper. Nah, I'm just messing around We actually have somebody auditing the show tonight Good friend of mine, good friend of ours, good friend of yours Hopefully by the end of the show Talking of course about Erica Mosley DJ Mosley Mose. how you doing? Uh, she, she in the back. Can't nobody hear us? Okay. I'm, I'm messing
1: with you. are on camera. <laughs> you might
0: need <laughs> that. Exactly. All right. So if anyone... <laughs> so our uh, so our, our listening audience can't see, but if you tune in to twitch.tv slash thegeekdown, you can actually watch us streaming live and direct on Twitch just for you. And like I said, we have an action-packed show. Unfortunately, Adam Willis could not join us tonight, but not the, uh, okay, damn! I had a, I had a proper intro.
2: You had it, uh, I it's was okay. there. You had a good run, pad. I'm you a verbal smother.
0: Run. I'm sorry. The voices you just heard, however, belong to no other than Orange Juice James. Peace, peace. What's going on? Glad to be here. What's this week
2: four, man? Hey, man. Do it,
0: it, brother. You you work hard for the money for real. that that that, that <laughs> will eventually exist someday. Eventually, uh huh. <laughs> and of course, not to not to be outdone, mix macabre on the on the mic.
2: Greeting, mortals.
0: <laughs> uh, I, 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 hope, I hope no one realized that I stood there, but I got to come clean because they can see me as I introduce you put my hand into something wet. Um, oh, no. I, yeah, I Myster- know,
2: Mystery WEMF juices. I don't know what that <laughs> oh. don't People charge what that extra was. for that.
0: Man, that is. I could
2: have can... sworn I saw the lights
3: dim down low
2: with somebody on the table. <laughs>
0: Yo, you and I, and I think
3: somebody missed a book. I don't know. You, but, you, but, oh, did you didn't know see the big that, John blow up doll that they dragged out of here? And
0: none of y'all having a daggone thing. All right. Of course, the man you heard in the background there was just Johnny. Yup. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the man off-camera off, off camera who keeps it sounding crisp and delicious every week. Talk about DJ Herb. Hey, guys. This guy. Yo, every, every week, what's with these, like, howdy-doody, uh, Howdy-doo. pee Herman intros you got every week? I mean, he's spiced he's it up, Yeah, I'm
2: trying to think. It's family-friendly. Man, you about,
0: you about to, like, pour some Sunny D for us by the this end is, of the this show. Is a, this is know. is all-ages event. <laughs> Give me that purple stuff. <laughs> no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a 19, uh, 1980s uh, PSA.
2: Oh my god! Oh god! Be a tr- what was it? I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. <laughs> oh man! That <laughs> is the, for those who don't know what I'm quoting. It's a, it's a Ninja Turtles oh anti-drugs ad from this like is. believe the late eighties. And someone's like, don't be a chicken. And he's like, I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. Don't do drugs. Come on,
0: Johnny. All the cool kids are doing it. Nah, (laughs) we're going to go straight to Mr. Bungle on this sucker. Um, No, we do have an awesome show for you, dude. We got news. We got reviews. And we have the wrestling report on Tables Ladders and Chairs. You going to bring that to us, brother? Yes, yes, yes. All right, good stuff. Let's jump right into it with news stories because this one, we reported a while back that Kevin Smith, uh, was now spearheading the new Buckaroo Banzai television series. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, Well, new information on that, which unfortunately uh, might crush some of the hardcore fans we have out there because Kevin Smith has pulled out of the project.
2: I'm Ugh. not upset. You're not upset? I was never jazzed about his involvement in the first place, to be honest. Oh, specifically him he, being him? Just specifically him. Not that the project exists, but I'm not a huge Kevin Smith fan. I know, I, apparently wow. I'm causing some extreme <laughs> unrest here, but...
0: You, you've, you've broken his brain. Hold a on wounded a man.
2: Oh, wow. I've Never. I'm not a huge Kevin Smith fan. I'll just keep saying it. Nothing. But I am a huge Buckaroo Bonsai fan, and <laughs> I, I feel like this opens up an opportunity for someone to step in that I may be in more hype for. Well, I was
0: actually pretty jazzed that Kevin Smith himself was involved because I think that he, as a fan, would have more reverence for the project. Anyone mm-hmm. that they bring on just, you know, as a for hire. Other, uh,
2: other people are fans of Buckaroo Banzai. No, <laughs> that's I, Kevin I, I Smith! Definitely. Clerks, ball rats, chasing Amy, legend! I don't like anything your name. naming. Oh.
0: Wait, wait, mm. not, not chasing Amy, Dogma?
2: Do you know how much <laughs> People would bring up chasing Amy to oh, me. Oh, okay, yeah. So as a, oh, as, a, oh, yeah. as a queer Amy. Yeah, oh, Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. well, in all in I all, all friends, do
0: we at least get points for not even like considering that until you specifically I brought it up just it. now? <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll, I'll give know. I'll give y'all all rats. That one's pretty okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, real quick, Herb, uh, can turn down the um, uh, the background audio a little bit, please. All right, but no, um, this actually ties into uh, Smith's reverence for the original creators because um, his reasons for departing, well, let me just read it down. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, <clears throat> the director announced on a Facebook video, respectfully, I'm out. Uh, Smith was developing the TV reboot of the series for MGM. Now, uh, he recently discovered, I recently discovered, we all recently discovered, that MGM um, is cur- currently filed a lawsuit against the uh, creators of the original film. Uh, this is the director, W.D. Richter, and the uh, writer, um, uh, Earl MacRouch. I want to make sure I say that correct because that's kind of a wild name. Um, now, they were against the creation of the show itself and they weren't going to see any royalties or anything like that. This was going to be a completely MGM project, and Smith found out and he decided to walk. Um, now, there's been length- a lengthy dispute between the creators who assert that MGM only brought the rights uh, to make the original film, so any other further properties with it would be theirs to own. Uh, while, on the other hand, uh, MGM. Uh, claim that uh, uh, they claim they own it, saying that uh, Richter and Rouch were only on the original film on a work-for-hire basis. So once that's created and done, you all are out, unless they say otherwise. Now, MGM is asking the court to declare that it owns the copyrights, and that Richter and Rouch can't prevent the news TV series uh, from being made. Yeah, sorry. Uh, they're also trying to bar them from any additional ownership rights. So, you know, any comic books that come from this, Uh, Probably uh, uh, original character, action figure, you know, uh, properties, all that stuff. Um, Now, while speaking very positive, now this is back to Smith. He spoke very positively about um, both Amazon, who's, um, you know, putting out the series. They're actually doing kind of big stuff with their TV series and their up-and-coming. Um,
2: yeah, Amazon's been doing some great work.
0: Yeah, yeah they really have. have. I'm series, John, series, um, John claude Van Johnson we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so they're decent. And Myth, uh, Smith made sure he spoke positively about them and about MGM. I'm mm. pretty sure he's in this, like, I'm just trying to look out for people I respect, not trying to burn any bridges. And he has said that, um, pending uh, 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 Rouch and Richter's, Uh, Reinvolvement with the project um, if the suit is settled and they're...
2: He's pulling out for the, uh, I hate to say, the best reasons you can, Mm -hmm. in that he's trying to protect his vision and the vision of others for this project. Mm -hmm. To be clear, I don't hate Kevin Smith. I just don't overly love his work. But as a director, he tends to be very, very positive with the different aspects that he uses if he has for example, when he moved into, you know, the horror genre, if you if you can call tusk horror, but it kinda is. But <laughs> no tusk he, was he, horror he, bull. That's but a different genre. I'm just entirely. saying that he he tries to do things in a way that is respectful to others in mm. he, he stays in his lane, to put it <laughs> colloquially. He stays no, in no, his lane. I, I hear I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and, and this is actually, a really good example of him doing that with mm. this project.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like to think that he even though he's gotten flack for some of the more mm outlandish chances he's taken with his own work that haven't always quite worked out for him. He is still at heart a film fan who's working in film. You know, you look yeah. at people like Tarantino who can boast the same and they are now an entity. Versus Kevin Smith mm-hmm. is well, I'm not a guy who likes to make film. And who likes to watch film. And so likes to be involved in film and likes to work with cool people and do cool stuff and wear these r- ridiculous ass hockey I show, do
2: too. really like his story about trying to make that spider that Superman movie though.
0: Oh, you read... Ah, with the polar bears. Oh,
2: my goodness. (laughs) Giant enemy spider.
1: (laughs) Just want to intervene here for a bit. We have uh, D Jackson, 7581 on Twitch, uh, asked us, Mm -hmm. have you heard the 1994 MGM film Blown Away?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm actually familiar with that. What do you have to say about it? Did he have a (laughs) follow-up? No follow-up, because he was waiting a bit for us to respond. I was waiting for... Okay. Yes, we are aware. Um, now, one of the things that Kevin Smith really wanted to boast is that he will—he um, is willing to rejoin the project if uh, Richter and Rauch are um, allowed to continue on it on their own uh, on their own merit. So basically, if they sign off on it as well. So I think that's kind of deep. I, I, I'll give him props for that.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it's yep. just him being true um, to the creators of the creators of it, and as opposed to just running off and doing his own thing, because more often than not. Um, directors are tempted to do that. Like this could be my, this could be something that I go in, I go in the books for, I go in the records for, and for him to say, you know what? Out of respect to the to the um, to the original yeah. creators of this, I'm falling back, and nothing but props to Kevin Smith for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Good. Um, I mean, it's I can't okay.
0: say anything about myself.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like I said, it's the best worst scenario for those who are really hyped about this. He's not like burning bridges, screw you guys, I won't do this, but he's still withdrawing from the project. Mm-hmm. so
0: Amy's still hating. Gotcha. Yeah. Um,
2: he can burn um, it out. No, I just don't love his work. I just don't love it. I don't hate him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. And I think we need to uh, chase you out the door.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, oh, stop
2: it. Uh,
0: stop. Don't, 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 don't be that guy. Shame on you. All right. Uh, we would
3: have no Ben Affleck or hey, no Matt hey, Damon
0: without hey, him. Hey, 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 Johnny. These are things uh, uh, we want. Johnny, Johnny be good.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> you, I deserve you, to be punished. You can. Okay. you. Oh, well, well,
3: well.
0: Well, okay.
2: Everything Her, happens Her, so Her, much.
0: Herb, Her. can we cut his mic? He's okay, encouraging so me. Me.
2: Don't,
3: don't, don't. Bill O'Reilly here to cut his (laughs) mic.
0: Hey, hey, hey. You know what, Effort. We'll do it live, all right? (laughs) (laughs) uh, Next news story. This this is a real quick one just because this actually involves something. We covered uh, just to the ends of... Okay, we covered so much of Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go was the shiz. All right, and I think Amy's reaction right now Ugh. says everything about it. I'm still it. level 12.
2: Right. I'm not gonna, I, I love the Pokemon games, but I love that they are RPGs with a plot, and Pokemon Go just doesn't do it for me, but I feel like a negative mm-hmm. Nancy. I really enjoyed catching all the ghosties near Halloween, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But then again, you have a special pension for I do uh, love ghost, ghost types. Pokemon. I
2: love ghost types, mm. and then I'll just be like, Oh, an Eevee, and everyone's like, Why didn't you catch the Eevee? And I'm like, eh.
0: Mm. Eh. Well, see, we're natural enemies. I like the magic types myself. No one does more with a with a with a with a bent spoon than your boy right here.
2: Psychic, right. Talk it down, you pleb.
0: Magic types are the shiz. How dare you? All right. Well, the story we're talking. No such thing. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Shots are fired. We're gonna have a <laughs> knockdown out. We'll see how it is. All right, but now we're talking about, um, I'll re- read it now real quick. Uh, Niantic is making changes to Pokemon Go, uh, mm-hmm. hoping to bring back some of the millions of you. and I'm seriously, millions of users who oh, no yeah. longer play regularly. Big now, there's a 96% drop-off. 96? I don't doubt that. <laughs> wow. I, have, I have
2: friends that used to uh, change their route to and from work just to maximize their Pokemon Go playing, and now nobody seems to care. Yeah, my
1: friends, they, they, they picnicked at a particular area, uh, down south, Uh, and they dragged me along there, and it was this park, uh, Bicentennial, or some park, and there were hundreds of people there doing the same thing, like they they made it an entire day event. They brought food, they brought you know drinks. They, it, they were picnicking. You to Pokemon under false pretenses. Well. Everyone, I mean, well, everyone was playing Pokemon. Go. I mean, I got mi- I got military
3: everyone. soldiers, man, who were out there do a, catch catching Pokemon on a military post just for their kids, so they could bring it back home because <laughs> like daddy caught all these Pokemon for me. Nobody's doing it anymore. Yeah, I oh, mean, I yeah. had soldiers the, who were spending money. <laughs> <laughs> back I know soldiers who were spending cash
2: money buying repetitive. Pokeballs. It they was just like, it got
3: repetitive. She's right. It they didn't.
2: didn't introduce anything nope. worthwhile that was new, and particularly the hardcore people. Once they caught everything, it's like, oh, let me hatch my fiftieth egg. Great, ooh, it's another, you know, Pidgey. Great.
3: I got a, <laughs> I got a couple of gems.
1: I'm good.
2: Like this people, late. you know, it's like, mm. oh, I got a, I captured the gym near my house. Now it's gone. Now I got it. Now it's gone. Now I got it. Like there's just not a lot going on. Mm-hmm.
1: Co- cosmetically, it had the Pokemon in there, but when it came to like the actual mechanics, of- that made Pokemon so successful, it didn't have that. No. You weren't really battling and getting into like, this in-depth turn-based battle and switching out your Pokemon and doing different moves and sequencing it correctly. No, it, it didn't have that.
0: I think the, you just uh, tapped the screen. Well, I think I think I think the real missed opportunity was not just finding just a, a buttload of jinxes and then opening up your own Pokemon brothel, but that's me. Um, okay, so after a ninety percent, <laughs> after a ninety-six percent, uh, uh, after ninety-six percent drop-off, since now actually his, history-making, um, released last summer, the game publisher Niantic has uh, added promotional elements and gameplay tweaks, frequent player rewards, events that make it easier for a higher level uh, of users to advance. As well as new features, such as more creatures, trading, and now some of the things to speculate in the future is perhaps uh, player versus player mode.
2: I'm trying to play it right now, and it just froze.
0: Okay, see, there you go. (laughs) Things like this are the reason I think people just said screw it.
2: I'm just telling you right now, like I literally logged in to play right this minute, and Mm -hmm. it froze. Mm -mm. Damn. Oh, there's a Rattata on the table. Oh, oh, oh! oh, oh. Not, better, better not catch not, a ratata. The ultra rare Rattata
0: that no one sees.
2: <laughs> that's exactly. No, but the jokes aside, that's kind of the point. Like, yeah. oh, I caught a ratata. Oh, I didn't even catch you it. You didn't it even catch free. it. Oh, he yeah. broke away. He broke out.
1: Oh, my
3: he's God. gone. The
0: formidable Rattata dragging a pizza Mm-mm. slice Mm-mm. up some stairs. Pizza rat, rat has escaped.
2: Gonna... <laughs> Pizza Rat has escaped nah, but okay
0: things like that okay no, but so it's a perfect
2: example of like I literally just opened the game to play it and Had to close it and open it again because mm. it froze the first time
3: And she got a Rattata And, and she got then I, then I didn't even catch the
2: Rattata the Rattata <laughs> showed up and then it, I didn't catch it and it ran off yep.
0: Man should have been like an Articuno just there chilling like <laughs> what up Frost gone uh, but no, that's the thing. Do you think this is too little too late? Because think- It
2: absolutely is. Because what they they should have been introducing these things at the height of its popularity. They should have introduced a little more, a little more, a little more. Mm-hmm. People have been waiting for interpersonal battles. People have been waiting for trading with friends. And these things have not come. And it it's just over. They they lost the cultural zeitgeist. They had it. They had it in their grasp. And, you know, they let it go. Just like Team Rocket every time they lose Pikachu.
1: Mm. It. It actually, it, they released it and, and it was buggy, and that was that was the main thing that yeah, they spent most of their buggy. early exactly. early few months, right you know, that, that fixing
0: would be a up problem, with all those bugs. I think we can look at the Fallout series for how that in itself is not enough to kill a game franchise. <laughs> it's not a bug as oh a no, 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 exactly. Yeah,
2: it's not a bug as Pokemon it's a Go is
0: way more buggy than it's Fallout. It's way, 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 way more more really unplayable, buggy, yes. buggy. Wow. big Play-time. time, That is the hard, level to measure up to when you're talking like truly okay, unplayable. Yeah. All right. Um, one of the main reasons I never got into it was because that's, what, that's the first thing I expected, too. Oh, snap, yo. Pokemon is going to be an augmented reality interactive experience. Word? Cool. I'm going to catch my Dragonair. I'm going to hit the streets. It's going to get real. It's going to get raw. I'm going to start my own Squirtle squad. And then yep. it's like, okay, so I'm throwing this at a Pidgey. Okay, I missed it. Throwing another ball at a Pidgey. Okay, I missed it. I'm throwing another ball at pitchy There's a retato over there. Okay, I'll get that later. Throwing a ball at a Pidgey. Like, okay, really? This is... This is kind of counterproductive and boring, and you all were jazzed. I see maybe I'm just not the audience for it. And now even the hardcore fans have dropped off to the point where the company makes most of its money off of other products that have come from the popularity of Pokemon Go. Yep.
1: Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, the most recent Pokemon games that released uh, was Sun and Moon. Uh, those ended up being the number one selling games for Nintendo for quite some time. And they're so. fantastic.
2: I have I have Moon, and it's it's exceptional. It's well,
0: I've been exceptional. Moon too. It's not that great every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, okay, so as somebody who's you a regular me player. I was <laughs> so <laughs>
2: angry.
0: No, I mean, as somebody who's a regular play, player of other Pokemon yeah. games, this is the one that, I mean, even as a hardcore fan, this is the one where you're more than willing to wash your hands of.
2: Sun and Moon is fantastic. Mm. And then Pokemon Ooh. Go, I feel, especially for someone that loves the gameplay, mm. Pokemon Go offers nothing. It's like, you know, giving someone, you know, hey, do you want this pizza that's like bread with a sprinkling of cheese on top? Or do you want this, you know, supreme pizza with as many options as you want? I it's not even. It's more like Rattata
1: a t- <laughs> it's more like a leftover taco <laughs> from yeah, like exactly. Tuesday. That uh, it's last
2: Tuesday's leftover taco. No, yeah. but like like if I'm really hungry I'll eat it, but it, I really don't exactly, want to eat like, it. Jokes yeah. aside, like Pokemon mm-hmm. Go just consistently is disappointing, yeah, and exactly. even especially they had really hoped it would hit off with like younger tweens. Mm-hmm. They they've already moved on to whatever the next app is because again it's just repetitive gameplay, no payoff, and it just. You're, you're just not enjoying. They just released yeah. another slew of Pokemon. Mm. Nobody cares because the, the game crashes when you try to catch it, and it's, that's so common. I think they it's, may have been it's
0: all right a shallow if game. To, it, No, I, I think it is. Um, their thing would have been, and Nintendo's notorious for not offering partnership deals, so I don't see any <laughs> reason why Pokemon would have gone that way. But if they had done something like, okay, we can mod your game of Flappy Bird, now it's a, you know, it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a Pidgey. Yeah, or, or they actually just didn't offer through, anything. Yeah.
2: I also assumed also eventually there'd be like mini in-game something, mm. much like they used to have uh, for those who played previous versions like XY, for example. There were mm. like mini, mini games that you can play within the game. I mm. assumed there'd be something like that for Pokemon Go. It was yeah, never, I thought it'd never be extensive. Introduced. They're talking
0: about they've got map. <gasps> they've got like, GPS introduced. action going on.
2: Nothing was introduced. It's just bland. Play it by yourself. It, it, it be, the reason for this is for those who don't know, Pokemon Go is based on a game called Ingress, yeah, I mean, which, yeah. mm-hmm. which was uh, kind of—it's called geocaching, where you go around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're like, "I found this awesome point near MIT." Yeah. The you know, I the found MIT the museum. friendship
0: bracelet. Somebody left yeah. under this rock but in the park that I spent an hour and a half looking for. Forget them. I thought one was money.
2: But it's—but the thing is that they just imported the Ingress locations into Pokemon Go. That's all they did. Hmm. And so that's also why. You know, we live here in Boston and we have a pretty okay time of it. I have friends that live in the Midwest and they pardon, they have no pokestops. They have to drive 45 minutes to get to a pokestop. It's just been, mm. Remember we have a fairly okay amount of pokemon stops and and different pokemon things. If you live even certain areas of New York, like I'm not talking about New York City and Long Island, but like more up toward upstate, yep. you have nothing. Nothing. There are people constantly complaining. If you go on the Pokemon Go forums, which I have, Mm -hmm. all the time there's people like, okay, cool. So there's one Pokestop in my town. Like that's something that they really didn't seem to think through. If you live in the city, New York City, for example, is an incredible place to play Pokemon Go. But if you live anywhere else, that's why if there's a 96% off drop off, it's not just the people in the cities, it's all across America. It's just garbage. It's yeah. just complete. Most, most of America. regional meth lab that set up a
0: Pokestop, they get no business. Area 51 <laughs> that set up a Pokestop, they get no business. Area 51 you is a
2: Pokestop, fun fact. Yeah, it that was really a real. Is. That is a real Pokestop. It's mm-hmm.
0: virtually every military
3: post is a, is a Pokestop. <laughs> yeah. Like but with th- any monument of any... Confederate I, leader. <laughs> I remember
2: reading, I was reading something where they were having trouble with people trying to like get as close as possible <laughs> yes. to like use the Area 51 Pokestop and they had to be like, no, this is this is just a military base and you can't do that. <laughs> I do remember that. I'm just waiting
0: on, I'm just waiting on the news story where like the last two people playing Pokemon, uh, playing Pokemon go uh, find the last remaining Pokestop out in the middle of some obscure town run by some dude named Zed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But old Yeller just passed out. <laughs> All right, so the, just don't pay attention to the guy in the black suit. Um, there really is no uh, follow to the story here. It's just this. Uh, it's on its last legs. If anyone's interested in getting back into Pokemon Go, now would be the time. They're mm-hmm. adding new um, new uh, elements to hopefully make the damn thing more fun and more well-fleshed out than it has been in the past. Um, but in the meantime, yo, play Sun and Moon. Live a little. Mm-hmm. All right, Sun and Moon, so, excellent. Uh, highly. Highly recommended or by, mom, mom. by Mix Macaulay. Don't, don't make fun of me, brother. I'm <laughs> All right, let's jump right into an actual uh, story about what I think is a good game. Yo, Bootleg Systems. I got to check out Bootleg Systems. Bootleg Systems specifically is a <laughs> cyberpunk first-person shooter and puzzle platformer. Uh, now, the game is a single-player immersive um, uh, storyline, retro sci-fi universe—they describe it as the thing that makes this game uh, worth at least checking out—is the innovative clone gun. Now, oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You now, don't was, say. I do indeed. Um, it caught me on the on a similar level to a Portal in innovation in first-person shooting type games. Um, whether or not the puzzle platforming aspect is formidable enough, uh, let's check it out, Johnny. I got to see it. I got to play it. Did you? I did.
1: It's uh, so. What's playable is a demo that they have, um, not mm-hmm. the full game. It's still very much in a work in progress, yes. early a- access type of thing. Uh, and the demo is only like maybe ten minutes. If yeah. you're being generous,
0: it's, it's, it's you about know, ten minutes. It's just for that, It's well, it's just for the one mission or the one
1: uh, yeah, yeah, uh, objective. Yeah. yeah, the one, the one objective. There, there was a few aspects of it that wasn't very straightforward. Like you had to
0: get Johnny the, starting off, hating early. Well. You have, to, you have to get the.
1: It's it's fine. It's it's. When I played it, I was uh, I immediately recognized oh. it as a proof of concept. Yep. Okay. yep. So as I was playing it and looking at the at, at in it what it's trying to do and the puzzle elements it's trying to hit, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, this this can be turned into something interesting. I would not go on the level of.
0: Portal-esque with with the gun, the
2: clone oh, oh, gun. Oh, oh, okay. I think yeah, you're I going. explain saying. the clone gun for, for those listening. What okay. is mm-hmm. what is this elusive clone gun?
0: All right, your weapon in this game isn't uh, like a standard first-person shooter, just a gun that fires bullets. You have a gun that clones um, a lot of things in the uh, in the environment. Mm. I thought it'd just be a couple of a couple of things because you're started off with uh, just three specific items mm-hmm. on podiums. But you can clone. It's like bananas. Uh, there's a, a barbell. Some some uh, some toilet stuff like paper. that. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, nice. paper. oh yeah. thank God. And you and your weapon basically operates like a Star Trek replicator. You take an image of that, and then the gun creates and stores twenty five copies of that, hmm. and that becomes yeah. your ammunition.
1: So so you like you aim at a, at an object you beam it into the gun or suck it into the gun or whatever. And then it you then have a limited amount of uses of it. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is that you're sucking in has, um, I guess the only stat that makes the different object, one of the main stats that makes the different objects uh, uh, different from one another mm -hmm. is its weight. And the higher the weight, the more damage it's going to do when you fire it out of the gun. Mm -hmm. The other part about it is you can suck in some pretty huge objects. So you can get, get in like these big giant, you know those, uh, when you go to a mall, there's like a plant inside of a big giant pot yeah. and yeah. it's massive. So you could suck one of those things into your gun start firing these massive what? plant thing,
0: plant pots Now, brother, My weapon of choice was the steel construction girders yes, that they make buildings yes. out of. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, so you awesome. suck those in. You get and also shots toilet paper rolls and toilet paper. And toilet, pa- pa- toilet paper. The, the soft Yeah, it, it doesn't do any damage. <laughs> it, you like, have to switch. Them. Like, I'm you, shocked. Hit you in the face with a steel girder, then
1: hit some the toilet paper here. Wipe away those tears. <laughs> 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 they had like big giant water jugs they can fire off at at different things. It's um and you take. As you're using these objects, uh, mm-hmm. this shape of the object is part of like a puzzly type of element uh, where there's this uh, with as Pat brought up with the big giant steel girders, there's this massive gap they have to traverse. Yes. Mm-hmm. and yes. in order to traverse, you have to use these shoot these steel girders into the the long gap until it fills it up and you can
0: jump onto the girders to get across. yep now uh, that's part hmm. of the puzzle platforming aspect, which unfortunately is one of the things I one of the few things, but one of the things I actually had a problem with. Because uh, I'm really into platforming games, really into puzzle game. Well, not really into puzzle games, but I do appreciate some good puzzle games. And puzzle platformers are the shiz, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Games like uh, Shadow Complex, which people mistake more for an action game, is a puzzle-oriented uh, platforming action game. But I was hoping for more of that, and there's only like two or three puzzles where you actually use those. Now, you do get to use the clone gun in interesting ways that you wouldn't think of because it seems like, okay, this is purely for offense. It's a weapon that I use. I clone this, and I can attack these uh, drones that are coming after me. And then I uh, solve a puzzle, and I attack more drones. But some of the puzzles... And there's only a couple, again, this was only a, a short demo, but some of the puzzles are uh, completed by sucking things into the gun so you have more of one world, uh, world object and you can use. There was um, things like a mixtape. You know, it's random stuff. was a poignant <laughs> item. You know? Um, There's a
1: boombox. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was two robots in a hot tub uh-huh. and in front of them was a boombox. Yeah. And then you could go up to the boombox, hit the eject button, and there was a cassette tape in there. Uh-huh. And then you could suck that into your gun and start firing cassette tapes mm-hmm. at stuff. Tapes. Yeah. you You sh- yeah. shooting mixtapes. you shoot shooting mixtapes. And uh-huh. then you could shoot it back into the boombox to continue playing yeah. the
0: music. Just want to borrow your fresh jams real quick. Um, okay, so let me just, let me just before I before I gush all over the sucker, that was one of the problems I had. Um, another one I actually did have is with they really went all out with the '80s synth and fluorescent aesthetic, and that's a bad thing. Like, that's yeah, a bad. It, thing. it whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: That's never a bad, it's
0: thing. A bad yes. thing because it gets intense. Imagine if you're playing Blood Excuse Dragon. Me? Imagine if you're playing Blood Ooh. Dragon at the same time someone overlays the um, the uh, the last resort scene from Total Recall that club. <laughs> you know, it's more than that. It's it, way more it's, than that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm layering here, yeah, but it yeah. was it was very intentional to the point where if one of these things was just was uh, was 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 placed in the background, that's awesome. That's dope. I love it. I love the atmosphere, and I'm enjoying the game. Imagine like seven of those all in a row being shoved at you at once.
1: It's like, like. looking into a black light <laughs> or looking into neon signs. Do we? Yeah, it's like
2: two inches who,
0: from your face. For those it's just who don't neon know, everywhere. I, I
2: have neon yellow and orange eyeshadow on right well, now. Well,
0: they can see you now.
2: They can't see that from here.
0: They that, can't see that from here. No. All right, well, I right, can well, move to, the camera. Up I'd have close. to get all
2: up in there. Mm-hmm. All right, well,
0: if Amy Macab was zapped with the clone gun,
2: and I'm also like,
0: if you want exactly. to pinch and squeeze the screen, yeah. zoom in <laughs> on Amy's eyes. It's show. my aesthetic.
2: Right. Apparently, they're complaining that this game is my aesthetic. All right,
0: they okay. <laughs> imagine. Amy Macabre, and then someone took clone gun and zapped. and Now there's two Amy Macabs. and then someone zapped you again, and now there's three Amy macabs. I
2: play this game. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, well, basically what
0: I'm getting at is, it started off as something that looked awesome, and then got way too intense because I think they were just force feeding it to you. Again, just a demo uh, from some of the stills. It looks like some of the uh, later levels are a little more like widespread, but the whole thing came across like a laser, like a um, like a laser shark video. Mm. which is good music, but far too intense visuals. Mm. Well, so the visuals are a bit, they
1: need to probably tone it. As as you said, it's a bit high. They need to tone it down a little bit and it would be more acceptable, but they shouldn't go too extreme. I actually really like the visuals because it's, uh, there's this new movement in music that's happening called retro wave. It looks like synth
0: wave to me, actually. Well, retro wave, well, synth wave it. are, are yeah.
1: essentially the same thing, uh, and the music that was in there was retro wave mm-hmm. music, and it was it was great. You know, it was good stuff. It was kind of like the the basics of retro wave. You uh, can't just and then they the had put the word wave, to... wave
2: at the end of something right. and make it a music genre. that what the kids do these days. Well, they also well, no, call
1: no, it <laughs> slasher wave. There's like a gajillion names for it. There's synth wave, slasher wave, I,
0: uh, dark wave, yeah, yeah, retro yeah, wave. I,
2: my brain, Ollie Dowdy's, at vapor wave.
0: So. No, no, no. Right now, right now, we're practicing geek wave. wave. Yep. Eric is in the back practicing Gangsta Boogie Wave. Yeah, you know, we're chilling here. That
2: game sounds Vaporwave.
0: I'm not
2: saying that to be facetious. I mean, I really genuinely am using that word correctly. And I think that game is Vaporwave.
0: All right, it's not. I only know Vaporware. Is that related? No. Ah. I'm so out of touch. I would
1: comment, but I don't know what vaporwave is.
2: <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta get a tumbler and get up all up on the tumbler. I feel like this you is borderline. Get, get tumbler.
0: tumbler. Get
2: some vaporwave aesthetics going. Okay,
0: no, I, I, this, is, this is this is. I feel like there's some, some pornographic. Uh, pornographic <laughs> undertones here. I'm missing because I'm a fogey. I'm not. I'm, I'm that not. Just, I'm For once, later. I'm not.
2: Right, just well, because my aesthetic is like a twink with neon makeup and board shorts doesn't mean that that has to be everyone's vaporwave. All right. Well, at the point you where know, we're talking about
0: Vaporwaves, I put my hand. Whatever the hell's wet over here again. I don't, I don't, yeah. That's the result of the last week. Man, I've never As been. he wipes s- it on his pants. Uh, well, where am I going to wipe it, brother? I've never been so uncomfortable in this room. <laughs> Man, I don't hear. Zectoplasm. Yeah. There's someone else's problem now. <laughs> All
3: right. <laughs> he missed that. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: missed that and got the table right, well, <laughs> Oh no. All right, well, we'll talk about bootleg systems. Um but when it comes down to a bottom line, it was a short demo. I enjoyed it. It was actually pretty innovative in my opinion. Um I would like to see more plat more puzzle uh aspect, uh, more puzzling mm-hmm. puzzle aspects of the game and possibly more puzzle platform they little bit of puzzle platforming in there they used it well but i think this was kind of a rush to get it out because we'll create a lot of hype for it and i'm hoping that it's not just like a one-shot you know gimmick where they shot their wad with this quick demo uh, it's available right now on steam i would like to give more of the game a shot johnny what
1: do you uh say? so yeah definitely check out this game if retro wave Ever like tickles your fancy? This is one of the best retro wave like manifestations. It's right up there with uh, with uh, Hotline Miami as far as like owning the
0: retro waveness. I'd go straight to, to Far Cry Blood Dragon.
1: Yep, that oh. too. That oh. too, very yep. much. And and, uh, retro
0: City Rampage, if anyone played that, imagine that game without the really ham fisted uh, uh, top down aspects and just focusing on the funness of it. Mm.
1: And the other part is the level design uh, is you know it's just the first level. It's meant to be like a a demo sort of tutorial type of thing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't bear down on too much. But they need that game is going to make or break based on the level design because the the aesthetics, which I actually really like uh, to a certain extent, uh, is only going to take it so far. And if they don't uh, have level designs and puzzle designs, mm-hmm. which is the more important part, uh, if they don't have those things sort of interesting every time, every new puzzle, there's there's something new al- along every single bend. If it's just hallway, shoot a bunch of robots, another hallway, shoot a bunch of robots then go into one room that has a basic
0: puzzle, yeah, then it's not going to. Yeah. It. All right. So bottom line, if you ever wanted to use a fine young cannibal cassette as a weapon. this <laughs> <is your chance>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds
2: like that would drive me crazy.
0: Oh, oh, never mind.
2: What? I, I was there with you.
0: Ah, fine. All right, well, um, I got to check out something else real quick. I'll keep this one brief since I think I'm the only one that saw it, but there's a new show it's uh, available right now. Um, most of it's available on demand. It's uh, a TNT called Good Behavior. Dude, first of all, I enjoy the second Good Behavior itself. What it's about, um, <clears throat> based on the Letty Dobish books by Blake Crouch, Good Behavior centers on a con artist, Letty Reigns. And her inability, despite good intentions, to consistently live a clean life. I mean, that's the start of it. It's like an ex-con
2: trying up. to make
0: her way in the world. But, you know, okay, fresh out of prison, Letty attempts to reunite with her 10-year-old son and keep regular contact with a parole officer whose motives for helping her are questionable. But after she overhears a hitman being hired to kill a man's wife, Letty sets out to derail the job and finds herself on a collision course with a killer, entangling herself in a dangerous and seductive relationship. Now that actually is what the show is about and it was dope. It also makes it sound like it's a little more fast paced than I think I you know, audience would audiences would like. What this comes down to is imagine if there was a cross between um the transporter, the professional, and maybe over the top and pretty woman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now Letty herself, she's not a hardened criminal. She's just somebody who thought found it's kind of easy to pick a wallet. Let me do it again. Mm-hmm. And let me do it again. And let me do it again. The show starts out with some interesting cons that she's running. She's out of prison, tried to make her way in the world as a reputable citizen again, and finds that when you're an ex-con, when you're female, especially, trying to work a job as a waitress, and your boss isn't helping you out when you're getting sexually harassed by customers because you're an ex-con, why should I back you and all this stuff? It becomes kind of hard to make a living, mm. let alone make enough to uh, be deemed fit to support a child so you can regain... Um, custody of your son. So the show starts off with her pulling small cons, but interesting cons, and the show really presents them in ways where it's like it's entertaining to watch. It's like, oh, I didn't think of that. Maybe I could do that. It's kinda oh, that's
2: kind of clever. That's my know, problem yeah. with all of these shows with like the con artists, because I always sit there like, <laughs> I maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can do this. Because, uh, fun fact, I can count cards. Oh, man. and uh wait. don't, so can recommend, I? One, two, don't three, recommend actually four. doing that in real life
3: uh, not a college professor who did that and, nope, i'm good wait, were you were that basis for that movie with mark Wahlberg, weren't you <laughs> um I, my my college professor probably was but i probably shouldn't have <laughs> said
2: that on air but no, probably no, not no, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. probably uh, not i was so like hmm. the good news is it, it doesn't really come up in my life other than
0: the one time <laughs> that it did uh wait the one time hold on a second There's there's a story there
2: but you know what's funny <laughs> though the story is <laughs> don't count cards
3: the funny thing is you're right we watch some of these shows you're like i could probably get it you're the flip side is, remember the CSI first came out movie, shows like that, you're kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I can get away with that anymore. It's yeah, so funny how, how it just turns they should just a
2: 180 air, on that one. They should just air Good Behavior and then CSI. And you're then like, um, you're like... Um,
0: then well, ooh. they will find semen under a light fixture in a movie a day. <laughs> um, no, no. The, 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 the thing about uh, Good Behavior, I watch a lot of those shows, too, and I'm like, okay, now that I watch CSI, I know how they'll track me, so this is how I get around it. Um, what actually happens is... When she pulls those cons, things eventually go bad. When she tries to, when she tries to use the inf- inside information she got from pulling those cons to actually do good things, things go even worse. And the whole aspect that I mentioned, the professional, because when she crosses paths with this dude who turns out to be an assassin, oh. and he and okay, through a process of events that I won't kind of divulge because that in itself will be a spoiler, but this fact is not. Uh, she ends up being his protege. She ends up being his protege, and it actually takes a turn for the interesting. I won't say the worst. I won't say the better. I'll say, dude, this thing throws you a curve like a mother, and it's awesome.
3: I'm not going to front. I'm actually interested in seeing this because I've been hearing a lot about it. It's getting a lot of buzz, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely something
0: I'm interested in seeing. And you're selling me on it. Oh, you dude, are. I was jazzed. It was. I, 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 I honestly, if I didn't have to do the review, this would have been something I, 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 I passed by because the description is kind of blase. I won't, you know, mm-hmm. I can't even like, you know, fudge that. <laughs> And they don't present it in any way that makes it look, like, as interesting as it was. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, I guess for the premise, it is kind of a hard sell. And if I wasn't familiar with those books, yeah, it's something I probably wouldn't give a second glance to. But now, having Mm -hmm. had the experience, I highly recommend it. I do have to point out also that there's two versions. There's the regular TNT version that Mm -hmm. you'll see on regular broadcast TV. And then there are the explicit versions that are available on demand. The explicit mm. versions, you're gonna see more sex. You're gonna hear a lot more language, a lot more like dialogue. So we're talking about like cinemax after dark, is what you're saying. Yes, with fewer nipples. Gotcha. you. know, they okay. do draw the line somewhere because it is the it is still TNT. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I am wondering since I watched the explicit versions, not the regular, how some scenes actually played out because mm. there are full on conversations about. I know what's gonna happen now. You're gonna pull over and bust on my titties. Well, I'm not gonna let that happen. Like, whoa, you can't say that on like you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm, this thing will broadcast like 9 p.m. This kid's, you know, getting ready for soccer practice like, tomorrow morning. What's going on? And, uh, and I mean, mind you, I centered myself there, okay? <laughs> so, like, this thing went nth degree, and I loved it. I wanted to know what happens. Once one episode ended, I wanted to see the next one. It didn't end on a corny cliffhanger, but, yo, the story mm-hmm. has me. I want to know what happens now. And you think it'd get stale, but through the first episodes, uh, I-, I wanted to follow it. It's an imperfect show that I still highly recommend. Good Behavior, it's uh, on TNT right now, starring Michelle Dockery, Juan Diego Boto, Terry Kinney and Louisa Struss. I highly recommend also checking out the on demand explicit episodes, mm. except for you kids. What's Ooh. the
2: difference between the regular and the explicit?
0: Uh, a lot of dialogue, um, <laughs> sexual content, mm. uh, some violence. Oh, yeah. Skinamax. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, um, yes, violence. That was, was the that, was, that
0: was very surprising. <laughs> All right, but I, I talked far too long about that. I want to turn it over to my man, JM. You got to check out a comic you want to lay on us, my brother.
3: Yes, this is the Image Anthology, dropped. Early uh, for the electronic version I'm assuming it's going to drop a little later For the actual um, hardcover version or hardbound version So uh, ultimately these are samples Of what we should be expected in 2017 And there's a lot of them but I'm going to highlight the major three um, And one additional one I believe there's about seven in total um, But I just want to highlight a couple of these So the first one I'm going to highlight is the few This is probably the shortest one The shortest sample out of, out of these seven it's um, an interesting one I mean it's really straight to the point It's a dystopian America um, end of the world sort of scenario is really what it is. Guy mm-hmm. wakes up, um, and he's just kind of wandering around like, "Oh my God, everybody's dead, and I'm like the last survivor," sort of thing. I've been so, there, man. Whew, pretty much. So we'll Tequila. see. <laughs> pretty much. was just like, eh, all right. Sean Lewis writes this one. Um, he's the writer of the Saints, um, um comic the uh, comic, um, series, and the I Boondock have to read them. Not Boondocks, It's nah. just Saints. Um, so I like, guess Saints um addresses uh these saints who have passed away and they're. Ultimately, they're not dead, but they're coming back to life or something or like other. So I got to take a relook at that. Right. Um, but ultimately, this is his uh, this is his second go- uh, foray um, with the few. So this is issue number one. And it's kind of give you a quick little blurb with that. On the front cover, the image that Johnny threw up there, you have the uh, the cover for Curse Words um, number one. So Curse Words, I'm always really interested. Uh, Charles Soleil, who did Daredevil and Death of Wolverine, did this one. Um, It's interesting. A little blurb is more or less an uh, interesting description. It's Lord of the Rings meets Breaking Bad what? instead of meth with magic.
0: So you have could this have said wizard. Lord of the Rings meets Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo.
3: <laughs> with Tron dancing. Um, <laughs> So uh, there's this is wizard. <laughs> Ultimately, this is wizard who does uh, wizardry for money. Is really what it is. I uh, mean, who wouldn't? Pretty much. So, so he like shows up at Central Park one day, does wizardry. So uh, so issue number one just shows him. Um, doing, He's with this Bieber sort of character who wishes to have his whole entire body platinum.
0: Like he asks his wizard to make
3: his body platinum he I'm pays him money this. for it yeah there's so no possible the wizard, way that
0: can go wrong at all
3: pretty much so the wizard's name is Wizard, and he stabs him in the chest his whole body is platinum guy's excited come to find out his whole body's numb he can't feel anything so he's gotta freak it out about that
0: oh man
2: <laughs> who so saw just, that coming <laughs>
3: exactly He's like, dude, you're mental, but you're alive. You look at this thing; even worked. So he has a so the wizard has a, twa- a talking koala bear with him. So it's pretty nice. Well, well, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, <laughs> pa- pause.
3: what? Yes, he has a talking koala. Koala that's his.
2: Uh, that's his sidekick. So uh, I believe cool. the term is familiar.
0: Oh, kind of LSD?
3: What kind
0: of mushroom hey trip maybe, inspired? Maybe, this suck is what I want to know.
3: Maybe episode, maybe uh, issue two and three, they, get, they do get a little familiar. I don't know. Wow, um, cats <laughs> sitting there on
0: salvia like, that. I got that there, you can lip this lube. You know what? It's time to get down my koala.
3: <laughs> so I'm actually excited about this one outside the whole the koala thing. Mm. Outside of that, I'm actually interested. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, the next one that I went through uh, is God Country number 1. Um, Donny Cates I believe in
0: God Country. I,
3: ironically enough, the reason why they went down specifically because of that, because he was like, you know, you always hear about, you know, you going into wolf country, you know, there's always uh, sort of like a con- uh, negative connotation. Mm. Oh, you know, that's you know, that's that's bad country, you know, that people throw out there. So the notion of God Country is yeah. not necessarily wait, God wait, the Almighty. Wait, 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 We can't say here. It's back country. <laughs> 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 that's Dorchester Rock's Chester Rock's Mountain. <laughs> come on through. Come on through. We won't hurt you. Um, but in any event, so it's more or less he, he ultimately took the notion of the, of, the, of the Bible Belt and turned that and used that notion of God country. So it's the story is set in Texas of a widower who has dementia. He gets caught in a hurricane and ultimately he is cured, <coughs> but he has this magic sword with him. And ultimately, he's walking the land of seeing who's left, who survived this hurricane, the, and he's just slaughtering monsters that are out there. The, the, uh, so it's really kind of, interesting. Uh, but the religious references are clearly connected to the notion of the Bible Belt, even though it's not God as in God Almighty. Ironically enough, they use a uh, Cormac McCarthy quote uh, to to open up the to open up the issue number one. So I'm actually
0: excited about that one too. Of course, yeah, it's from the book of um, Garth Ennis circa 19, you know, uh, 82. Yeah. It's a, it's in the Bible. It's it's toward the back somewhere. Back
3: somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that part you don't make it to in Sunday school. Uh, finally, uh, ironically enough, this one's called Dante, uh, Dante's written by Matt Hawkins and Jason Ning. Um, it's all about a, um, a, a retired hitman who in his last, he got snatched up, kidnapped by, uh, by someone who hired him because he wanted to get out the game and he ultimately killed an innocent Asian kid. Um, but apparently that Asian kid had connections, some superpower connections, um, and he's been cursed, this hitman who killed them, Dante. Um, so now he's trying to figure out why and how he got these superpowers and why his body's covered in tattoos, like he's Hakushi for you WWE fans, um, covered with all these tattoos, why it happened, what's happened to him, and ultimately he's still running from these people who tried to kill him that he escaped from. At the same time, he already got married as a wife and a kid, and he's like, you know, I want to keep them away from it, So's it's that- The whole anti-hero sort of thing that this is going for. So, I mean, I'm interested in this. I mean, mind you, I'm a thriller priest, so I am a little interested in this based upon a title, which is a little biased on my part. But the art is great. And across the board, uh, Johnny put the image on there. Check this out. It's a. I think I think it's pretty good for you to be able to get an understanding and see where some of these um some of these creators, some of these illustrators, some of these writers are dropping new comics for 2017. Is definitely something to be looking forward to. So hmm. I right. give it a thumbs up. Thanks a
0: lot, people For let me um, review this. Cool. No, I'm glad you enjoyed. That no, it, it all man.
2: sounds really interesting. Yeah,
0: come through every now and then, yo, man. Why you make read that bullshit? I'm gonna tell you next time. Make... It's like okay, cool. I mean, we, had man, had man we talked about
3: deaths that day. Like, like <laughs> three people died. It's like okay, yeah, we want you to review the incredible Hulk dying. Like, come on, bro, really? And it's like ultimately them preparing for the funeral. Like, come on, P. Cause I'm gonna get the priest to read about, you know, oh the, the funeral arrangements for the Incredible Hulk, how the family's angry and people want to have control over who puts them in the ground. Like come on, P. I'm sorry, man. I do want like that yeah. my regular life.
0: They, they kind of play you on that one, yo. Know? My bad. My bad, but it's okay man. You got God content to back you up. Alright, so
3: uh, oh, man.
0: I got to check out another You learn one. well. <laughs> I got to check out a, um, this was this one's kind of a, uh, this one's a little different. This was, it's a movie, but it's more of a documentary. This was actually called, uh, called Living in the Age of Airplanes. And it came out, or was made in 2015. Uh, it was just recently released to the public uh, in DVD, Blu-ray, all that stuff. And they had a, another re- uh, round of um, screenings. And it's narrated by Harrison Ford. This goes out of its way to really uh, showcase the history of, how well? Okay, I guess the lack of history of man's um, dealings with airplanes and flight. How far we've come in such a short amount of time to the point where a lot of the like the first ten minutes easy is all about different advances we've made or lack of advantages we advantages we've made advances we have made in uh, transportation. Uh, to the point where it's just like okay, for the first like eighteen thousand years we walked everywhere. And then at some point, like 400 years ago, we made a wheel. Like, what? The, okay, yeah, you, your facts might be a little off. I don't know exactly what's going on there. But the whole thing is it's really showcasing how far we've come um, in uh, transportation that led us to flight in itself. And then how important, how pivotal airplanes have been in mankind's evolution for the past 100 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, just bringing it down real quick, the proper <clears throat> um, description is... Living in the Age of Airplanes is a story about how the airplane has changed the world. Filmed in 18 countries across all seven continents, it renews our appreciation for one of the most extraordinary and awe-inspiring aspects of the modern world. And that's pretty much it. It shows airplanes, it shows, okay, we used to walk and now we, we rode animals. We used to ride animals, then we we, uh, we rode animals pulling carts, then we rode carts, then we rode uh, carts that pulled themselves, then we rode planes that flew. End. like hmm. well okay I mean did they even mention the Wright brothers at all or the, briefly everything is glossed over because this <laughs> is meant now no I understand why having actually watched it pers- like my myself and it's really meant to showcase visuals okay. mostly visuals like this is supposed to show you airplanes got us here and then they show you a bunch of dope airplanes but they don't say much about them it's like okay this is an airplane That flew here. This is the type of airplane, and now we go to space shuttles. Like, okay, what? And I wonder about those. You got models, you got cool stuff, you got different. This is Spruce Goose? What's sad about Spruce Goose? (laughs) Who's this guy with like. Spruce Goose! Oh my God. Some dude with shoeboxes on his feet.
2: I wonder what's going on there. That's my boy.
0: Yeah, but it glosses over all that because he's a crazy
2: boy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this was meant to showcase um, visuals. It's, I mean, visually, and I'll, don't get me wrong. It was stunning. If I saw this sucker in IMAX, I would be blown away. Even I'm, I'm like just
2: the, really glad something like this was made. It's something that we don't mm-hmm. really think about. But airplanes completely changed the way all civilizations function. You went from being almost inaccessible sea travel to saying, oh, you want to go to London? You'll be there half a day.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Concords. Let's um, not forget.
1: Oh, yeah. Airplanes also introduced one of the uh, most popular fears in people.
0: Oh, yes, oh, yes, I'm yes. Fear of Leslie Wilson. Always uh, uh, so serious.
2: positive, Johnny. Only <laughs> <laughs> the finest comes I mean, did they
0: reference Chuck Yeager at all, or nah? Not um, really. no? No. Um, the thing about this was, it really was just to showcase how pretty things can be. Okay. And um, give less uh, technical information, more. Yeah, now you know about airplanes, but we'll really show you. And I think this was really meant as a production to be shown in theaters. Mm -hmm. Uh, It kind of does it a disservice because there really was some interesting information and Harrison Ford was like the right voice. To uh, oh, to, to really? bring to this, yeah, you know, he
2: loves flying. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. a, he's
0: didn't a, he also crash a plane?
2: He's, he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chuck. But, but no he's, he's, also voice, <laughs> he's also not crashed many <laughs> times. <though>. But Harrison <laughs> Ford, for those who don't know, yeah, well, Harrison hold on. In, in is all, all, all
0: fairness, there was a plane in the, in the, in the, in the there, was a, there was a snake in the plane that time. Yeah, yeah.
3: said okay. like, get off my oh, plane. For those
2: listening who don't know, Harrison Ford is an accomplished pilot, and he is extremely into vintage planes and a lot of different vintage aerial stuff. Thank you. It makes, it, it makes a lot of sense uh, that he would be a part of this. Why are you all like this? <laughs> you're, 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 you're definitely bringing a level is of prestige this, up. Well, I appreciate this, that. Thank is Is this vengeance for the cat puns? Because I can bring them back. I can, <laughs> <laughs> when you least expect it, there'll be a, anytime there's a cat involved, I'm just going to swoop in. I may not even be here that day. I'll just call in. I'll just call in. You have got to be kidding me right now.
0: Oh, it starts. All right. Okay. So it's called Living in the Age of Airplanes. All right. Um, if you're a hardcore uh, uh, aeronautical enthusiast, I actually would recommend checking this out, mostly because it just adds to the collection. It did have some good information on there. And if anyone, if you ever want to um, like present the information to anyone and you have just a wall of documentaries and books and stuff, I've got a few of those myself. I'm not going to be at that level of nerdism, but there's a couple in the, in the collection there. This would be one to just give someone that touches on the basics and looks really pretty living in the age of airplanes I do recommend it if you're a hardcore fan if you're a casual fan man don't bother play flight sim or something you'll be all right okay now <laughs> flight sim
1: uh, as, as a casual <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> hey man meet them halfway <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to pass to my man, JM, real quick. You have the report on tables, ladders, and chairs. We all need right, some TLC
2: right. in our lives. And eh, not
3: this one sort of TLC, but before I go, uh, we'll talk about Ring of Honor real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, just highlight the three matches, uh, the three championship matches. i um, will start with the tag team titles, um, which was a great match. The Young Bucks went up against the Briscoe Brothers. So it's pretty cool to see these two sets of brothers going at it, especially because of their bad blood from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, the Young Bucks are your stereotypical snot-nosed kids, um, long hair, you know, sort of glam rock sort of appearance. And your Briscoe brothers have, you know, the rough, rugged, uh, country bumpkin, but they get scrap real hard sort of gimmick. And it was really good to see them go at it, especially since the Young Bucks definitely outweigh the, um, excuse me, the Briscoe brothers outweigh the Young Bucks by a good 50 pounds each person. Mm. And it was just a really good match overall to see how well the Briscoes were able to utilize the ring because the Young Bucks just fly all over the place. And overall, the Young Bucks kept their belts, so it was a good deal. I'll jump to the championship match, and then I'll go back to um the second match that I'll highlight. So Adam Cole went up against Kyle O'Reilly, great match. Adam Cole dropped the belt to Kyle O'Reilly. It's great to see Kyle O'Reilly get this push. He's been getting the push for a while. He was TV champion. He was tag team champion before. Of him to get this push to be Ring of Honor champion, I think it's great for the company, especially as this happened as it happened at the end of the year. And finally, I want to talk about. One of my favorite pro wrestlers, y'all can see the shirt right here. The Jay Miz, Lethal. I know,
0: yeah, you, <laughs> never,
3: never. I um, <laughs> I love the Miz Jay for Lethal, the, record. the greatest first generation wrestler, went up against Cody Rhodes. For those of you from WWE days. Cody Rhodes was Stardust, the son of Dusty Rhodes, and he recently left the company. So he came to Ring of Honor. This was his first match in Ring of Honor against the last uh, world champion prior to Adam Cole, Jay Lethal. And it was great to see Cody Rhodes there. They did this nice little event where, you know, he came out and... Um, and they talked about oh how Dusty Rose was a great man, blah blah blah, because this, this was his first match of Ring of Honor, and it was like okay, you know it's gonna be a, a baby face versus a baby face, so it's gonna be a pretty good match, two good guys going against each other. And Cody Rose pulled probably one of the greatest heel turns I've seen in wrestling history. Oh no um, goodness! <laughs> he low blows, he low blows Jay Lethal, so the whole crowd was like, oh my god, especially because they already brought up once again the the legacy of. Of um of Dusty Rhodes, how Dusty Rhodes is honest man, great wrestler. Here we got Cody Rhodes who's riding mm-hmm. off that legacy, pulling a low blow on Jay Letho, wins the match, crowds going nuts. He <laughs> starts doing the skeet, skeet, skeet sign. <laughs> Y'all you know exactly what that oh means. My god. As cause oh. normally, normally bad guys do the crotch chop, but not him. Oh he did the god. skeet skeet, flicking in the sky. You're like, oh my god, did he oh, just do this?
0: That's some Bob Backwood so, level Yes, he, yes, he did. No, oh, I need highlights. I, oh, <laughs> after the show. After the, Check show. Out. after the show.
3: So, as opposed you know, everybody does like the middle finger or they do the, you know, the Nah, but no, he did the skeet ski hand side. Uh, I want see one over, day someone, over someone does overhand. that
0: and do the and do the cap and do the Tom and Jerry.
3: I <laughs> kid <can't> you not. <laughs> He goes up, flips this timekeeper's table. He just being a douche, and everybody's buying into it. He flips his timekeeper's table, almost hitting this woman. He goes up, attacks one of the one of the managers. Oh, starts man. shaking him and throwing. Of course, everybody's like shocked because this is Dusty Rhodes' son. His debut and he's a bad guy? From a little kid
0: it's in the front fantastic. row. Check his cotton candy. Pretty love much. It. it was it was awesome. Pushed Grandma out the wheelchair.
2: I was recently <laughs> watching like old Dusty Rhodes videos and was <laughs> just like, how much cocaine did they pay this man? <laughs> <laughs>
3: this? Legend. Dusty Rhodes is a legend. He's put a put his name on screen. Boom. <laughs> oh my gosh. So overall, it was it was a great debut for Cody Rhodes. It was also oh, Cody, since WWE doesn't want to let him keep his last name. Oh wow. Yeah. Which is horrible. So he has to go by Cody. So it was a great heel turn for him. Overall, it was a great way for Ring of Honor to end their year, and they're definitely creeping up, and um, they do it very well. I'm really impressed with Ring of Honor. So let's go with the big boy on the block, which is WWE or TLC. That happened last night. I'll highlight two matches. Uh, So it opened up with the tag team titles match uh, with Beauty and the Man Beast, so (laughs) that's a little nickname for Heath Slater and Rhino. Went up against the Wyatt family. It was kind of weird for it to open up with a tag team title match, but I think SmackDown trying to do this whole we're trying to spice things up and put the good matches up front, mix Mm -hmm. it up with some okay matches, and then close it with a really good match. WWE's
0: Red Shoe Diaries.
3: Maybe. I don't know what they're going for, but it's it's pretty good, though. So, effectively, it was a great match. It was really good. And finally, Orton got a tag team title, and more or less, Bray Wyatt Looked great and he finally got a title. It's been too long. Nice. Bray Wyatt's been on a come up for a long time. He's IRS's kid, for those of you who want to know a little backstory. Uh you remember Irwin R. Scheister. Irwin
0: from R. Scheister. IRS, the well, text well, right off. Well, no, they're both legacies that have a lot of that have had a lot of yes, tension between them.
3: Good call, yes. Orton being the third generation and Bray Wyatt being the second generation. Mm-hmm. Um so to see these guys get the tag team titles it was a great move. Women's title match, it was a tables match uh, for the Women's Championship with Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. Mm. I liked the way they worked it. My fear was no that- No diggity? No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so my fear was that when we when we last saw women going at it with tables, uh, because more or less, these women are really light. When they try to fling them into the tables, they'll skid across the table and not break the table because they're so small. And a lot of them are like 100 pounds soaking wet. So to try to throw them through a table, if you just try to fling them in a the table, it isn't going to work. And we saw that with, um, with Hell in a Cell.
0: When like, some Charlotte like, to some, throw like Charlotte, Charlotte, like you're giving the table. domestic violence instructions on a YouTube video or something like. like <laughs> hey, for those you want to make you sure you find fans? the right weighted table? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, all right.
1: If
3: you're a pro wrestler fan, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no. So, because we all sorry when uh, when Charlotte flung Sasha Banks to the table, and Sasha Banks just skinned across the table because the table couldn't break because she's tiny. So I was nervous that, that, that was it gonna happen. Tips? My fear was that it was gonna happen like that, but um, they handled it very well. I like the way they worked in um avoidance of the table. So she'll try to power bomb her, so she'll push the table off the way, so she got power bomb to the back. She'll try to fling her to the table, but she'll push the table off the way. So I thought it was really good for them to do that, to make the match go longer. And the way it ended was out of nowhere. It really was uh, Becky Lynch on the, on a, on the apron. lesson Bliss came from underneath her, power-bombed power her to the table, won the match. It was It was amazing.
0: I it love that. Yeah, they're very technical, it. I noticed, man. I I, I, I like that because that comes across as everyone would think, oh, my God, they're just going to, you know, prance around the ring and not really have like the skin. Like, no, these are some of the hardest workers.
3: And in it, Them the, days uh, are long uh, gone, and I'm very glad. For, mm. for for wrestling as a whole to go far, they have to stop the sexist BS. And these women were amazing last night. I would argue that second to the championship match, it was the best match. The reason being the championship match with AJ Styles and D Ambrose for the WWE championship was just Wow, I mean, it's a TLC match, so they have the tables, the ladders, and the chairs. So, I mean, ultimately, it's a ladder match We you can use all those other weapons, and it went very, very well. The highlight, go online and check it out. The highlight is AJ Styles' 450 splash from the rope. Whoa. Well. 450 until until Dean Ambrose threw a table like it was just amazing to the point where everyone that. just you you, it, there's a gift somewhere get yeah I want yeah, yeah. showed him earlier I showed him earlier there's oh, a Stan, gift saying I again. want a gift for
2: that that's my jaw I, hit the floor that's what I need in my life everybody
3: chanted holy expletive. gotta keep it clean on W-E-M-F <laughs> I, for I watched you. the
0: stills like a flip book I'm just like oh, oh,
3: oh, oh. it was nice. just amazing I mean AJ Styles.
0: True, true champion.
2: It warms my cockles when people when wrestling is like getting it right.
0: Deep down in the cockles, in the cockles area. Deep down right.
2: in those cockles, I I confess I'm not up on mm-hmm. WWE right now, and mm-hmm. I, I should be better. Mm-hmm. But I watched it from probably like 1986 to mm-hmm. like 2008 nine
1: mm-hmm.
2: every week, every mm-hmm. week, and it's just nice when it's. I know that for a while it had a little bit of a dip, but it's just been mm-hmm. great to hear that it's like really on point now. I,
3: I'm really impressed. You're absolutely right, Amy. I mean, there was a small, there was a short time which I stopped watching primarily in college because exactly that. It was just like, what are you doing? Like you're trying too hard. Just felt very repetitive. It It really did. Like
2: nothing was innovative.
3: Yeah, exactly. I I confess, mm -hmm. they
2: had me at the Nikki James Trish Status uh, craziness of the early Mm -hmm. 2000s. But that
3: was awesome. (laughs) Then then it just like went backwards. It delineated. It was garbage. But I mean, I'm really impressed with it going now. Just the way that match was done, and of course, there was a heel turn there with uh, with with independent wrestler James Ellsworth um made a made a heel turn turned on ambrose aj styles one and for those of you who may be watching monday Night raw after our show if you're like me you dvr because you need to tune into the to the geek down um you, if you watch your replay on your dvr you'll most likely hear what ellsworth had to say tonight on raw overall tlc was a great way for the raw excuse me for the smackdown brand to end their to end their um their year it was good we'll see how it pans out overall so that's my report for Ring of Honor, TLC, and all things pro wrestling. All right,
0: thank you very much, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate good stuff. And we'll get you those highlight links from after the show. Uh, we're nearing the end of our time here on the Geek Down. I want to make sure we cover uh, the lowdown on one of our favorite events. Mm-hmm. Uh, annual event. It is an annual um, event, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sailor Moon Shoujo Spectacular.
2: Shoujo Spectacular. Oh, mm-hmm. so close. You were real close. I mean, uh, it is close. a shoujo in that I'm a Jew and it's my show, but... <laughs> so the uh, Sailor Moon Shoujo Spectacular will be held at Oberon in Harvard mm-hmm. Square on December 29th. You can get your tickets online right now at the Oberon website, easily Googleable, or mm-hmm. if you uh, are writing this down or listening to on this recorded so you can play it again... Or watching, at, on uh, or watching live on Twitch. It's... Eight, uh, Bit.ly slash smoon4 will take you right to the tickets. Nice. And uh, what it is, it's a celebration of all things Sailor Moon, burlesque, mm-hmm. circus, aerials, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. We have a mm-hmm. live band and or, like a small little quartet orchestra going on. Nice. It's going to be incredible. Uh, I'm doing a really classic burlesque number. Mm-hmm. One of the highlights of the year, tickets are only 10 to $15. It's a completely amazing time. Not to miss, uh, we have, you know... Uh, standing room. We have a couple tables left. If you get on that quickly, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a great time. Again, this is the Sailor Moon Shoujo Spectacular at Oberon in Harvard Square. You can get tickets on the Oberon website right now. Right. We got
3: to do this right now because this shows sell out. Right?
2: Yeah, this show will sell out. You Go want ahead. to get this as soon as possible for those who have been there in the past. Uh, I know Pat has. You can vouch. It's just a Enjoyed really great myself. time. There's a yeah. costume contest also with uh, fabulous prizes. It's mm-hmm. just a really great event, and I look forward to every single year. Uh, it's really meaningful to me, and uh, mm-hmm. this year going to be the most special ever, so I really think everybody should make it out.
0: Yep, no, definitely. Um, I'm going to rock too. my Rini costume. Yo, y'all love me after that. Alright, so it's bit, uh, bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-Moon 4.
2: Yeah, that's the quickest way to get to the ticket link, or just Google Sailor Moon Joe Spectacular Oberon, Harvard Square. It'll come right up. Go to the Oberon website. You can buy tickets if you go to the date of the show, December 29th.
0: Alright, cool. I'm there. Right. Fighting evil
2: by moonlight. Taking mm-hmm. clothes off by... Also Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you very much. Mix McCobb.
2: You're welcome. All
0: right. Thank you very much. JM. Peace, peace. Still a priest. Yeah, yeah. Just Johnny. Yup. And DJ Herbie Herb. Bye, guys. These people. You've been listening to The Geek <laughs> Down here on WEMF Radio. catches every Monday nights, 9 p.m. right here on WEMFradio.com. Or you can catch us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. If you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up. Shoot us an email at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just hit us up at the actual website, geek-down.com. And, you know, latest and the greatest there. Uh, also, if you just want to get the full rundown and hear some of the archives, you go to WEMFradio.com. On the Geek Down show page, we have information on us and links to all the social medias if you missed it on the show. So on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Instagram. YouTube.
1: Yep, we got the geek down videos. Uh after this recording, uh, I think like tomorrow, day after or something like that, I'll export a bunch of videos to YouTube. So if you missed it live, you'll be able to rewatch the entire show with the video right on YouTube.
0: And Erica Shenetigans in the background. You ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> all right, cool. And we'll catch you all on right here on the station, Monday nights nine PM. Like I said. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until next week, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.